Welcome back to another episode of the Dive Into Podcast. As always, it's Juan. I'm out. <sighs> what do you got for us today? I am... <laughs> you say all that. It... <laughs> <laughs> I just meant like I'm fresh out of ideas. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm out of ideas. So I know that you said uh, you want to talk about something. So let's, yeah. let's see what it is. Well, it's a little history trip, I guess. Okay. Because there were some interesting facts about this guy that I found on, uh, you know... On the intern web, <laughs> on that interweb inter- and shit, <laughs> on the interweb, the world wide web, on that world wide web and shit, and um, you know, I just you know backstory. I mean, I knew some things about him. I watched a uh, show on Netflix, you know, Marco Polo, and then you know, I know some things about you know this guy, you know, uh, but uh, either way, who Marco Polo? This, this show's called Marco Polo. Oh, gotcha. I was like, who the fuck is Marco Polo? Yeah, I don't know. That was real. Yeah, I thought it was fake too. But you know, after that, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Is that like when they're like Marco and then somebody... Polo? Yeah, that came from who you're going to talk about today? No, he didn't invent that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Marco Polo guy, hilarious. <laughs> but no, I don't know who the fuck that is. But anyways, no, it's um, dude, I'm gonna botch these names because this is takes in Mongolia. Oh, right. Mongolia, Mongolia, and oh, this is a place. All right, Dilan Bulldog. Mongolia, the long eleven sixty-two. Okay, the year eleven sixty-two. So that's about a million years ago. Is this huh? a million? Oh no, yeah, no, I'm just exaggerating. Is it? No, but it it was. I get what you mean, but I'm like, it can't be that. Yeah, no, it's really. It's a long away. time though. Yeah, right. Because we're in the twenty of the twenty now. Yeah, dude. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah. A child named Temujin is born. What? Temujin. Temujin. Okay. Temujin. It means blacksmith. Translates to blacksmith. Yeah. Hey, huh? Hold on. I hate to disrupt your, your train of thought, but isn't it weird how before they used to name their kids off of like what they did? Things. Yeah. Yeah, like tra- straight translation to things. Yeah, of like what kind of product they the were. Japan- like, I think the Japanese, I'm not, yeah. not sure, but I think the Japanese still do that. Kind of like that? Like yeah, right now, you're like, oh, you know, there's it literal to blacksmith. Trans- yeah, there's literal translations to the name, but then Japanese is so complicated that it's just like, I, you know yeah. what name I'm right. I don't know shit. <laughs> it's... I'm let's a fucking about idiot. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> let's go back to uh Yeah. I'm on red. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so anyways so Temujin, right? He was the second son of his father, okay. Yusuge, who was a chief, right? A prominent chief, um, to the Mongol Confederation okay. and an ally to the Toguro, right, which is another tribe. Temujin was the first son of his mother, Hol Holun. Okay, so dad right. had two wives, or was the second wife, essentially. Because he was the second son to dad, Yeah, but first these, son to mom. Yeah, there's, gotcha. a of, there's a lot of fucking in these places, because obviously, you know, people knew they were going to Well, that's how they die. populated back then. Yeah, and then they knew they were going to die soon. Like, shit was pretty <laughs> dicey back then, so they were like, dude, I got to f- pump out some fucking I'm children. I'm so stupid. I just, <laughs> that's how they populated back then. Like, that's yeah, how they populate now. Of, now we don't. Now we just fucking, like, all right, you just sit there and open up, and then you just try to fucking <laughs> aim it and squirt it. Like, like those games and then when she's full she's just like ding yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay okay go go uh, so Tamajin was born to Haloon yeah sorry oh yeah so he was born uh, holding a blood clot in his hand right which traditionally oh no yeah no well I mean that's weird right but it's a good sign in them because it means that he's destined to be a great leader yeah that's that's awesome yeah it does sound cool right 
Imagine if yeah. my son was more like that. He'd be all like, oh, what a badass. <laughs> He's going to kill all of you. <laughs> but maybe no. But nowadays, he'd be taking bad, so never mind. Yeah. So um, he had three other brothers, right? Okay. Hazar, Hachuin, and Temuji. What one, was this guy's and name? one sister, Tum- uh, Temujin. Okay. And one sister, Temulin. All right, dude. <laughs> yeah, the names are going to get fucking... But I don't, some people get taken out. Some people aren't important. Okay. It's just some backstory, right? And two half-brothers, Begtar and Bulgetui. Bulgeti? Oh, yeah. These are more like... All right. Yeah, well, they're not T's and H's. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. So, um, like many uh, nomads of Mongolia, right? Um, Temujin's early life was very difficult. He, like many Mongols, began riding at an early age and hunting as soon as they could hold a bow. Both Mongol horses and people were tough, agile, and sturdy with great endurance. Mm. The... Mongol army continually trained the troops in rotations, formations, and diversity tactics and trained for as many circumstances as they could think of. So basically, just like... Yeah, like, they were oh, like, man, okay. What if they fucking get us yeah, from here? Yeah, yeah, And, and then like, what if fucking... they get us this way? Yeah, so they were just like constantly doing that shit. That's why Truly. their armies are like superior. Sometimes, dude. yeah. Well, I mean, back then, sure. Yeah, I'm talking about... Oh, yeah, I'm putting myself in the time of the 11th. Oh, fantastic. the 11th. So that way they could, you know, react fast in the time, you know. Um, so uh, the Mongol army was primarily mounted archers, right, using compound bow, right, which is just basically a small bow, mm-hmm. not like a compound bow like you know today. It's not like a fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> with rotations and all that shit, like <laughs> gears, like yeah, no. So um, yeah, so it was made out of horn wood and sinew. The bow's range was unmatched at the time for force and accuracy. And the archers could shoot in any direction, even behind. And then I also, um, there was, uh, I don't have it written down, but they obviously could, like, they, they, they could hang from the fucking side of the horse and then just shoot as well. Yeah, because I was, I was just trying bananas. to process, like, from behind, like, how, do, they're just like, yeah. Like, or maybe they sit backwards and then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, something like that. Wow. Either way, and then um, also, into it. they were able to shoot their, uh, time their shots. So that when all four legs of the horse were like off in the ground, you get me? So when gotcha. all four legs were off, that's when they would shoot, and somehow they were able to Yo, time that. Yo, that's precision. Off. That's crazy shit, right? The timing that they were able to yeah, do. Yeah, because like the horse is galloping, it's like. Yeah, and the, and then when it's like go. off, they were just like, oh now, boof. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that way, like the steps wouldn't fuck them up. Yeah. No wonder they fucking started training when they're like as soon as they're able to yeah. hold and. You know, so basically Temujin was just like five, and they were like, "Oh, get on horse, but yeah, you know, whatever the fuck, I don't know the." Cause this is also in Russia, you know, like Russia, Mongolia, all that bullshit. <laughs> it's just like what? Huh? What? I was like, when did they go to Russia? Okay, yeah. So, so uh, Tamagotchi is yeah, there. So um, they could uh, ride sixty to hundred miles a day, which is an unheard of speed at those times. Each man had four or five horses that traveled with them, you know, so they could switch off to fresh horses. And then Mongol ponies were small but fast and could live off of even the tiniest bit of grass. And uh, they had what horses that with great in- on, no, yeah, their their horses could had uh, basically had great endurance and could run. A little, yeah, a I was just about to say that because I'm like, yo, well, if they're traveling with five horses, it's so they could switch off. Like they're all walking the same distance. It's not like the five were being carried, you know. Well, no, but I don't think they would just like automatically attack. They would just like, oh, we found these motherfuckers, and then they set up, rest up, and then they would uh, just like, okay, because 
they would just like insert. They would run around all the time, constantly encircling right. their fucking enemies and shooting and running. And then okay. when their horse was like, "Damn, this horse is getting tired," they just switch. They go back one. to their little base or whatever the fuck. And then off, get another horse and then start hauling ass again. Pretty smart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So and also the so basically you know so doing all that shit, learning all that crap, right? And then also the winters were harsh and long, and they could last up to nine months with high winds. And the temperatures were below freezing, like up below 30 or lower Ooh. most of the time. So nine months of that <laughs> shit. So these were hard fucking people, right? His father then arranges, so like his personal life, right? His father arranges a marriage for him and delivers him at an age of nine to the family <laughs> of his future wife, Borte. Now, Borte. Nine? Borte a bad bitch. He sticks with him for the whole team. Yeah, nine. Nine. Wow. So yeah, I'm telling you, their life was pretty, pretty weird. Temujin was to live there serving the head of the household until the marriage, marriageable age of 12. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to tell me something like 18. Yeah. I'm like, 12? I know. That's like now. They should just, just, let... just do yeah. it. So while heading home, <laughs> while heading home from this, his father ran into the neighboring tatters who had long been Mongol enemies and they offered him food that poisoned him. Upon mm. learning this, Temujin returned home to claim his father's position as chief, but the tribe ref refused this and abandoned the family, leaving it without protection. For the next several years, the family lived in poverty, surviving mostly on wild fruits, ox car carcasses, marmots, and other small game that Temujin and his brothers but killed. What happened to... He couldn't go live with his wife? He couldn't bring his family there? Nah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, like, well, he brought his wife to go reclaim his family. Oh, shit. gotcha. So the wife is also with him. Yeah, the, and gotcha. then the clan was just like, because this was a bunch of separate clans, a bunch of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them were pretty united. Some of them were. So basically, after that, we're like, nah, fuck you, get out of here. Yeah, and yeah. And they left them on themselves. I thought, like, he left, like, his wife back at base or wherever she's from. And then when we claim, I go, well, mm -hmm. what happened to her? Okay. Yeah, so. So she's riding with him. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, Temujin's older half-brother, Begtar, begins to exercise power as the eldest male in the family and would eventually have the right to claim Holyun. Do you know who that is? Yuck. Wasn't that the... Wasn't Tamagotchi's mom? Yeah. That's... Ah! What the weird... As okay. his wife. Okay. But that's actually not his mother, so... I mean, still, right. fuck, still fucking weird. It's like his stepmom. Yeah, but still, he's like... Mm, that's what porn's... That's porn. Know, that's porn shit. <laughs> He's just trying to live out the fantasy, bro. Yeah, that's that's Fucking... where it came from, all the way from there. Bektar, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Boof. All right, so one day, Temujin's anger erupted during a hunting exertion, and Temujin and his brother, Kassar, killed Bektar. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I didn't see how they did it, but I'm pretty sure they... Probably with an arrow. It wasn't pretty. Or, yeah. Yeah. He and his brothers now survive by fighting and raiding other villages. So they just raid and pillage. Okay. In a raid around 1177, Temujin gets captured and enslaved by his father's former allies, the Taiuchid. Wow, that's fucked. Yeah, life. So they abandoned you, and then they fucking go and yeah, they and capture steal you. Like, I got you now, motherfucker. But he's probably he's probably could have been fucking shit up in the neighboring. Yeah, you know he's been raid. He's been pillaging. <laughs> so, anyways, with the help of a sympathetic guard, he escaped from the yurt at night by hiding in a river crevice the escape earned Temujin a reputation so this is when Temujin starts to kick ass 
Okay. Temujin begins his ascent to power by offering himself as an ally to his father's Anda, which is basically just a blood brother or mm -hmm. sworn brother, um, Toguro, who was what? Oh, who was Khan of the... Khan just means like the fucking top-notch guy. Sorry, I don't know the fucking term exactly, but... And is better known... Oh, he's better known as Wayne Khan. So you're probably going to remain Wayne Khan because that's what I remembered him and that's what I wrote him down as. Okay, Wayne Khan. So his name is Wayne Khan. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. Okay. So the relationship was first reinforced when Borte, so which is Temujin's wife, right, gets captured by the Merkits. Temujin turns to Do Toguro, right, for support, and Toguro offers 20,000 of his warriors and suggests that Holy Temujin shit. involve his childhood friend, Jamuka. 20,000? Dude, yeah. Yeah, imagine all these fucking 20,000 horses yeah. and shit. That's, just, that's not a, like... That, I mean, that's pretty big, but also not his whole fucking army. So, jeez. So, um... So, his, uh... Sorry. Yeah, so his childhood friend who was Khan of his own tribe as well. Although the campaign recaptured his wife and utterly defeated the Merkits, it, it also started the rift between Temujin and his childhood friend, Jamuka who were blood brothers before this vowing to remain eternally faithful as Jamuka and Temujin drifted apart in their friendship each began consolidating power and they became rivals Jamuka supported the mm -hmm. traditional Mongolian arist what? aristocracy mm -hmm. I'm illiterate <laughs> <laughs> while Temujin followed a meritocratic method and a Attracted a broader range and lower class of followers. So let, okay. I'll get into that later. I don't know if you understand that. Yeah, I kinda, yeah, I get I it. I kind of didn't, but following his earlier defeat. Sorry, did I lose this? No. So yeah, starting the earlier defeat of the Murkats and the proclamation by the shaman, Kucha, right? That <laughs> they believed in this thing called the eternal blue sky. Had set aside the world for Temujin. So he was to begin... Um, his rise to power as Khan of the Mongols. Threatened by this rise, Jamuka attacked Temujin in 1187 with an army of 30,000 troops. Temujin gathered his followers to defend against the attack, but was decisively beaten. Oh, no. I know, dude. But guess what? Jamuka fucks it all up because he boils 70 young males in cauldrons, which ends up horrifying potential followers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, I was like, oh, shit. That boy went hard wait, as fuck. Wait. Take it back. So <laughs> so he defeated, you know, T Temujin's... Yeah, so... Fucking, he, right? Yeah. And then he boiled people 70, alive? Yeah, 70 young males in cauldrons. Wow. Which ended up horrifying everyone. They were just like, oh, I was going to follow him, but... Not anymore. Nah, fuck that. Look at that. Mm -mm. Wow. So Temujin is exiled to the Kora Kiata... Right, which is just another basically clan, or uh, just another area ruled yeah. by a different clan, right? Which is pretty desolate. Around the, around the year eleven ninety seven, the Jin okay. initiated an attack against the formal vassal, the Tatters, with the help from the, Kiritas and Mongols. Temujin commanded part of this attack, and after victory, he and Togro were restored to position of, of power. Yo, this kid was resilient. He didn't give up at all. No, dude. Well, I mean, he didn't have a choice, dude. You ain't got shit out there in the Mongol fucking yeah. desert. Like, it's just fucking nothing. He's been living off of muskrats and shit. 
Dude, so, ox carcasses. Yeah, dude, horrible. So, in his rule and conquest of rival tribes, Temujin broke with Mongol traditions in a few crucial ways. So, he delegated authority based on merit and loyalty rather than family ties. As an incentive, as an incentive for absolute obedience and the Yasa, which is the Kuro law, Temujin promised civilians and soldiers wealth from future war spoils. So when he defeated rival tribes, he did not drive away their soldiers and abandon their civilians. Instead, he took the conquered tribe under his protection and integrated its members into his own tribe. So he was just like, I got you, motherfucker. Oh, okay. So he'd beat him out and go, okay, cool. Like, yeah. now I'll take care of you. Yeah. So after he beat whoever the hell was resisting, he was just like, all right, you guys, I'm not going to fuck you up. Just, you're now part of my tribe. What a nice man. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, right, if I'm, like, if I know my army's weak as shit, I would just be like, all right, dude, come on, let's just. That's true. Let's cut the bullshit. Come on, I'll, I'll rock I mean, with it's you. a business you know? decision, but at the same time, it's, dude, ballsy, though, because any, yeah. any, at the same time, any motherfucker can be like, you know, fuck you, boom, yeah. back, stab you in the back. But anyways, he would even have his mother adopt orphans from the conquering tribe, bringing them into his family. These political innovations inspired great loyalty among the conquered people, making Temujin stronger with each victory. Yeah, so he's kicking yeah. ass. One of the later... It was ru- the opposite of fucking boiling children. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> obviously, like, people were just like, yeah, I'm going to go with Temujin over here. Yeah, Jeruko over here yeah. boils, and you adopt? I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the later ruptures between Temujin and Togoro was Togoro's refusal to give his daughter in marriage to Jochi, which is uh, Genghis Khan's first... Wait, no. So, it's Temujin's first son. Sorry. How old are they? Well, no, I don't know how old they are now at this point. Yeah, I know. Sorry, the, the years are here. I should have wrote it down, if anything. No, that's fine. This was just this was disrespectful in Mongolian culture and led to a war. Togoro ally, allied with Jamuka, right, who was his yeah. fucking friend, who already opposed um, Temujin's forces. However, this dispute between Togoro and Jamuka, plus the desertion of a number of the allies to Temujin, right, when mm-hmm. he boiled motherfuckers, led to Togoro's defeat. Jamuka escaped during the conflict. This defeat was a catalyst for the fall and eventually dissolution of that Karata tribe. So good. That's a less one less name you gotta remember. Fuck them. <laughs> so the next direct threat to Temujin was the Naiman Mongols, with whom Jamuka and his followers took refuge. The Naiman did not surrender, although enough sectors voluntarily sided with Temujin. So either way, they were just like, no, we're going to side with this guy, even though a lot of the people were just like, dude, you're, we're cool with yeah. siding with the other guy. So in uh, 1201, okay, right? So a political council elected Jamuka as a Guru Khan, right? Universal ruler. A title used by the rulers of Karakita, right? Which is the place where he got fucking abandoned. Gotcha. Jamuka formed a coalition of tribes to oppose him. Jamuka's assumption of this title was the final straw with Temujin. After that, he was like, dude, I'm bad. After the other shit wasn't bad enough, but... I know, like, after all... Yeah. After everything you've been fucked over, now, now this. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you assumed this the title the of the king? Straw. The universal whatever the fuck? <laughs> but, anyways... Because everyone has a breaking point. Universal ruler, so now he's, um... He's Vanos. <laughs> But before the conflict with Temujin began, several 
generals abandoned Jamuka, including his younger brother, Jelmis. So even his younger brother like, threw him out. After several battles, Jamuka gets turned over to um, Temujin by his own men in 1206. According to some accounts, Temujin again offered his friendship to Jamuka. Right? Okay. Dude. Shocking. He had killed the men who betrayed Jamuka, stating that he did not want disloyal men in his army. Jamuka refused the offer, saying there can only be one sun in the sky. And he asked for a noble what death. What an idiot. Even though he had boiled those other men alive. What a dumb. Yeah, and then he still grunted. Play him the game, dude. Death. Play the game. Just say yes and then fucking plan your <laughs> I know, dude. Plan your attack later. It's, it's weird, like, right? It's just like, yeah. oh, that's where your morals are? Not with the boiling, you fuck. Yeah, like but, oh no, I can't. Yeah. So traditionally an honor an honorable death just means that you don't um spill your blood to the sky. So they wrap you up in a cloth and then they uh, drag you by horse and then they just beat the shit out of you. Basically. That's it's worse. Yeah, it's a slow one, right? But that way the the sun doesn't or the sky doesn't see your blood. Fuck that. Yeah. Stab me. It's pretty weird, yeah. So so by 1206, Temujin had managed to unite or subdue the Mercats, Naimans, Mongols, Karatas, Tartars, Uyghurs, and other yeah. desperate smaller tribes under his rule. It resulted in peace between previously warring tribes and a single political military force. The union became known as the Mongols. At a Kurludai, right, which is a Council of Mongol Chiefs, Temujin was acknowledged as Khan of the Consolidated Tribes and took the new title Genghis Khan. Okay. Right, which is probably, I don't know if you ever heard of the name. No? I, yeah, I've heard of the name. Yeah. So, I also, I mean, it sounds like that Pokemon. Or you remember Chinggis Khan? As the M- Mongols <laughs> probably know him. Like Chinggis, Chinggis, Chinggis Khan. <laughs> Chinggis no, what's that Pokemon? There's a Khan. There's a Genghis Khan. You mean Chaka Khan? No, that's oh. a no. There's a Pokemon that's Genghis Khan. Oh yeah, is it Genghis it, Khan? It's Kangas Khan, I think. Because I knew it. It, it, okay. looks, it looks kangarooish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that where I hilarious. saw it. Hilarious. That's yeah, why I heard that's it. It's funny, but so at this point, Genghis Khan now rules over sixteen percent of the world's surface area and twenty-five percent of the world's population. To this day, that's a he, lot, dude. Yeah. To this day, he was the sole ruler and creator of one of the largest empires the world has ever seen, second only to the British Empire. That's huge, dude. dude. 25% under one guy? 25% of the world's population. Right. And 16% of the world's fucking surface area. Yeah, under one guy. That's huge. Dude, humongous, right? But this this is where it goes to shit, right? And then that's basically... Part of the reason why there's a lot of reasons why, but part of the reason why is just basically it's so fucking big for one person to to rule. Yeah, you kind of need rule. help, so you get fucked over and yada yada. So yeah, because that's that's so so basically so as was true with the horse clans that preceded them, the Mongols were good conquerors but not very good government administrators. Mm-hmm. After Genghis died and his kingdom was divided up among his four sons. And one of his wives, and endured in that state for one generation before it was divided further among Genghis's children, grandchildren. Okay. At this stage, the empire began to fall apart. By the time 
Kublai Khan gained control of a large portion of Eastern Asia, the Mongol control of heartland in Central Asia was disintegrating. Mm-hmm. That sucks, dude. I mean, like, everything you fucking worked for, for... But yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we remember him. Or, I mean, yeah. at least I do. Just the idea that he fucking ruled that much. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. The, the decline of Mongols has been attributed to several reasons, right? So I'm going to give you a couple. Um, a series of incompetent leaders, corruption, and mm-hmm. disgust with the non-tax-paying Mongol elite by tax-paying local people. Feuding between Mongol princes and generals and other divisions and fragmentations. The fact that the rivals of the Mongols had adopted Mongol weapons, horse riding skills, and tactics and were able to challenge them and the Mongols <laughs> in turn and became increasingly dependent on those people for their own welfare. So basically just gave up all their tricks Yeah. to everyone else. So they afterwards they were like, oh shit, well, now we don't have the upper hand. Yeah. Fuck. Because everybody else was now using them against them. Yeah. Yeah, they knew how to do the horse trick. So, they were like, wait for it. No. They didn't know how to do that. So, there were a number of reasons for the relatively rapid decline of the Mongols as an influential power. One important factor was their failure to, what? To acculturate their subject to Mongols' social traditions. Mm hmm. So, so I guess, like, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I was trying to take that out because that shit was fucking kind of weird and complicated. No, no, I get what you. I. So it's so weird because it actually sounds a lot like. Yeah, well, they're just saying the sheer size of the empire was reason enough for the Mongols' collapse. Dude. Right, like, but that, and that's what I'm saying. Large. Like a lot of a lot of the of what they did sounds like a lot of what like the government does now, which is kind of weird if you think about it. What do you mean? Because like they were like, oh, you know, um, one of like incompetent incompetent leaders. Like, them not arguing, I mean, not agreeing and just arguing amongst them because of different, like, you know, views and whatnot. Like, yeah. where before they were all under one view, it was all just the way Genghis Khan had it. Yeah. And then when it became, like, more than one person, because obviously he couldn't do it all, that's when all the problems came. So it's almost like now, like, well, you got, like, you know. Most of the problems came when he died, but, I mean, even then it was already kind of, like, yeah. getting wobbly. It was probably, it was wobbly. Yeah, it was wobbly. It was like, whoa, motherfuckers. And then afterwards, it was done with. <laughs> But so basically, just like you know, I guess it was too much fucking cultural views and yada yada for yeah. them to manage. But anyway, so that was the. It was more of the Mongol Empire, but I, I have some interesting facts about um, Genghis. About him specifically. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. I mean, it's crazy that he. What happened to that wife? Do you know? Was she like with him the whole time until she died, or? Oh until yeah, he... yeah, yeah. That's one oh, of the, okay. That's okay, one good. of the facts. Okay. After. So basically, just. Like, one of the facts is just that nobody knows how he died specifically. Mm-hmm. So, the ne- traditional narrative says that he died in 1227 from injuries sustained in a fall from a horse. But other sources list everything from malaria to an arrow wound in the in What the a knee. fucking way to go out. Like, out of all the shit he's Pretty been old, through. Though. Yeah, but, like, out of all the stuff he's endured to die from falling off of a fucking horse. Yeah. And then one of the more questionable accounts even claims he was murdered while trying to force himself on a Chinese princess. So that's a questionable <laughs> one. But I was like, ah, that's a little ravey. Yeah. I mean, it was the time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Okay. So, um, so some of his most trusted generals were former enemies. So the Khan just liked to basically, he had a keen eye. And then uh, 
one famous example of this is um, during a uh, battle uh, in 1201 against the rival tribe, when Genghis was nearly killed after his horse was shot out from under him with an arrow. When he later addressed the Taiju prisoners and demanded to know who was responsible, one soldier bravely stood up and admitted to being the shooter. Stirred up by the archer's boldness, Genghis made him an officer in his army and later nicknamed him Jibi, or Arrow, in honor of the first meeting on the battlefield. Jibi would go on to become one of the Mongols' greatest field commanders during their conquest That's in Asia crazy. and Europe. See that, but he's he's a smart ruler because yeah, so he had a keen eye for that type. Yeah, of shit, like dude. he wasn't like, all right, cool, like this is a threat. It was like, okay, yes, he's a threat, but how can I make him an asset? You know? Yeah, that's why when you watch Marco Polo and he's doing that shit and there, and you're just like, what the fuck, man? Where's like, what's what? Marco Polo? Is it about this? Marco Polo, I think, follows the story of the European, like, uh, it's a European um, boy named Marco Polo who ends up growing up there. Mm-hmm. for some reason like somehow and um oh, what the fuck what did i do and um so it just kind of follows his story gotcha but, but it's during that time because he stays him during this time of the, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the great con because he's trying to trade in this thing called the silk road which is where like they have this is the only place you can get silk apparently mm-hmm. down this fucking road of merchants and he controls it all i don't know it's fucking crazy but you see a bunch of this bullshit that's fucking a yeah. lot of magic with it. But too, he was but, smart. Hmm? That was smart. I mean, the fact that he would say like, "All right, cool." Like instead of ousting you, I'm gonna make you a part of me, and make me mm-hmm. stronger. Like he used people the right way. Yeah. Um, what the, else you got? The Mongols briefly ruled most of modern Russia, China, Korea, Southeast Asia, Persia, India, the Middle East, and Eastern Europe. Damn, that's a lot. They reshaped world geography, culture, and history in a way that still resounds today. Yeah, that's dude, his fucking... impa- the impact of Genghis, dude, is what, bananas. Doesn't he have, uh, what is it, like one of, like his bloodline is one of like the most, how do I put it? Like he fathered more people than a lot of like, yeah. yeah dude, Um, today, I think one in every 200 males um, would have Genghis' uh, uh, bloodline in them. Yeah, see, to that's a lot. One in 200, dude? Out of everybody? That's a lot. That guy got to fucking. He did so much fucking. Yeah, because it's like, dude. I mean, how much? Do you know how many babies he fathered then? Um, it was close to oh, fathered uh, himself right there at that yeah. time. Huh? Yeah. Um, I think see. it might have been one of my facts, but let me. I'm gonna jump the gun. Soup. He was known as Super Father. Yeah, because I know he. Sixteen, he has 16 million. million right now. That's fucking DNA. S- yeah. What? Sixteen million? That's a lot. Oh yeah, I did write that down. Sixteen million, dude. I'm fucking. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. So at this point, like, there's still sixteen million today that are somehow related to, yeah. descended to. Uh, to wow. But as Yo, much as you, you have that, to have so much sex for that. I know he did. He had this place called the Pleasure Dome, which I could not oh. find shit about, but. <laughs> Except for this fucking poem that just, like, this guy clearly Ew. had a great time. But, like, he was just like, I came so much. But, I mean, I, we can play it later. But, um, yeah, so, basically, in this place, he just had a lot of sex. And then, basically, Genghis had over 500 wives. 
Oh, shit. They bore him many children. Borte, however, remained Genghis's life companion, and only her sons were considered his legitimate successors. Oh, nice. Still respected his lady. We well, saved her, so, I mean, you would think, like, obviously, right? That was nice of him, though, to go, like, okay, only these kids are, mm-hmm. like, my kids, for the real, you know? Yeah, the rest of them are just whatever strays. All right, but as much as he did fucking, he also did killing. Oh. He was responsible for as many 40 million deaths. But, like, during war, like, it's not like he was just killing people just to kill. Well, yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. during his conquest in general. Well, it says, while it's impossible to know for sure how many people um, he actually killed during the conquest, many historians put the number at somewhere around 40 million. That's a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I guess in order for you to rule 20% of the fucking world, then, yeah. <laughs> that has to make sense, you know? Yeah. And then um, the Mongols' attacks may have reduced the entire world population by as much as 11%. And had a notable, noticeable impact decreasing global carbon dioxide by less than 0.1 part per million. So they they decreased, like, they made the world better. Yeah. and By murdering. And then because they're gone, now we have global warming. Who? Because they're not... <laughs> Because it's not the same way anymore. No, no. They made it better. That's what I'm saying. And now that they're gone, oh, yeah, then global warming happened. That, because... That's true. Because now we're all doing... Now everyone's fucking... No one's out there and no one's killing. and murdering. Yeah. There's so. that... Have you, I'm sure you've Except heard that. Cletus that we were sure. talking about in another one. That sons of bitches. I, I'm sure you've heard that. Um, how there's there's that, that kind of rule. Like that we're overpopulated. And so mm-hmm. we have to like depopulate. Yeah. To save ourselves and i don't know like there's that theory that that's what the fucking coronavirus going around is this is the same theory about the fucking swine flu it's every time come on come on but i mean i get it yeah it's like every 10 years we have a flu that kills thousands because if you're poor then you probably won't be able to afford it so if you're poor but you think that's real it's not not, i know it's like it's 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 not not real yeah you know, so it's just like, I can't say it's not real. So then at the end maybe. of the day, you're just like, maybe <laughs> they're trying to murder us. I get it. If what I was up get there, it? I don't know. Maybe if, maybe if I was up there at the top, I'd have been like, murder these pigs. <laughs> Smoking my fat cigar. Looks like a fucking. That's fucking yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's like that same mentality, you know? I wonder if he was doing it because he thought that or if it just played out like that. Yeah, who the fuck knows, but... Yeah. Smart Anyways, man that man was. Yeah, he was. He was tolerant of other religions, right? As we talked oh, about. Oh, nice. So he would just take them all in. All of it was accepted. He wasn't just like, no, only this... Oh, so you could practice whatever shit. you had, and he was okay he with was that. He was cool with that. Yeah. Oh, nice. He was fine with you being a Christian or whatever the shit. As a matter of fact, he would also study himself, and he would make his other kids study other shit as well. One of his kids grew up more Chinese than Mongolian because he spent a lot of time with Chinese, yeah, um, ideology and such, shit like and that, and architects and shit. Like so, they, you know, he was smarter. This guy just seems like a real class act. Yeah, he's not bad, honestly. We I mean, need, he, we he, need he, a Genghis Khan now. Yeah, a real true leader. Yeah, that's like accepting of differences, but like very, very. Um, like a forward thinker, like it doesn't, you know, yeah, like very welcoming to other ideas. Definitely, because look, he even created the first um, postal system. Oh shit! Yeah, so he's just set up a pigeons. Fucking, 
No, horses. Oh. So you can say you can. <laughs> Why do I feel pigeons were the first? But no, no, horses. dude, this is a desert. There's no fucking pigeons. It's cold. Yeah, below yeah, thirty. Yeah. There's no birds. These That's ho- true. These fucking horses. I don't know how these horses even live off the tiniest bit of grass. What the fuck? How? Is there po- did you know a did you know a pony is not a horse? No, it's a, a pony, right? A pony's a pony. I oh, didn't know that. I thought a pony was a baby horse. Me too. But it's not. Well, a pony's nice. a pony and a horse is a horse. And ponies stay ponies forever? Yeah, they'll never be horses. Oh, that's sad. I thought ponies grew up to be <laughs> horses. That's good. That's. I'm going to use that. <laughs> you're going to be a pony forever when you're a bum. <laughs> I'm a horse. You're a pony. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I didn't know that. I learned that. Uh, uh, I saw it. I didn't learn it because I never fact checked it. So take yeah. it back. But I saw it oh, on Twitter, true. bro. Science. But yeah. And I was like, good enough. That's weird. Like, yeah. is this true? But I then it made true, sense. Though. I think that's true. I might have yeah. heard that somewhere as well. But yeah. So, anyways, and then the last thing is the pleasure dome, right? Oh yeah, let's go back to this. What, Where... what is this in a one location? Excuse me. Like, are is this in one location? Like. The Pleasure Dome existed here only? I mean, not here, but like if we're in the camp or whatever, like there's one place that's known as the Pleasure Dome. This was like another city, and in in this city, he had this fucking humongous place that was just meant for fucking, right? And each place had a different like chamber or whatever, Mm -hmm. which meant like, oh, this is the sky one, this is the earth one, and what yada yada, right? What? And it was supposed to, I don't know, it was signified some stuff, right? I was like, if it was dirt, you were just, like, fucking on dirt? No, 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 no. Like, I, oh. I don't think, I mean, it was just themed. Yeah, you know, okay. I don't think there was actually, like, fuck on these rocks. You know, they were like, ow. This guy one seems ow, nice. Ow, Genghis, there's one in my ass. <laughs> like, you know, none of that shit. But, so yeah, and the... then there's not much I could find on it, right? Uh, except for this fucking poem, which I don't think. No, it's not that fucking long here, and I don't have. And then you, it, my little ass doesn't have to read it. Okay. Which you know, I'm sorry, I'm stupid people. I'm working on it. All right. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Can I? So twice five miles of fertile ground with walls and towers were girdled round, and there were gardens bright with sinuous rills where blossomed many an incense-bearing tree. And here were forests ancient as the hills and folding sunny spots of greenery. But oh, that deep romantic chasm which slanted down the green hill athwart a seedland cover. As holy and enchanted as e'er beneath the waning moon was haunted by woman wailing for her demon lover. And from this chasm, with ceaseless turmoil seething, as if this earth in fast, thick pants were breathing, a mighty fountain momently was forced, amid whose swift, half-intermittent burst huge fragments vaulted like... This sounds disgusting. ...or chaffy grain beneath the thresh's flail. Amid these dancing rocks, at once and ever, it flung up momently the sacred river. Five miles wandering with a mazy motion, through wood and dale the sacred river ran, then reached the caverns measureless to man, 
and sank in tumult to a lifeless ocean. And in this tumult, Cooper heard from far ancestral voices prophesying war. The shadow of the dome of pleasure floated midway on the waves, where was heard the mingled measure from the fountain and the caves. It was a miracle of rare device. It sounds like Dr. Seuss. Sunny pleasure dome and caves of ice. A damsel with a dulcimer <laughs> in a vision once I saw. It was an Abyssinian maid, and on her dulcimer she played, singing of Mount Abor. Could I revive within me her symphony and song? To such a deep delight would win me that with music loud and long I would build that dome in air, that sunny dome, those caves of ice. And all yeah. who heard should see them there, and all should cry, Beware, beware, his flashing eyes, his floating hair. Weave a circle round him thrice, and close your eyes with hold your tread, for he on honeydew hath fed, yeah. and drunk the milk of paradise. This guy, you know, yeah, this guy went too hard. His AS, like this was the creepiest ASMR. His voice just disgusted me. Yeah, apparently he, uh, this poem was unfinished as well because somebody interrupted him imagine he was getting his dick sucked writing this poem and then somebody's like hey man how you hey man get the fuck out of here he's like interrupted his flow <laughs> yeah i mean that's weird that like they describe it as this humongous place that had like i'm sure they were all like fucking euphemisms or whatever like know. you know caves yeah. of ice and shit like oh, i'm sure they weren't like real that, ice caves that deep romantic chasm which slanted down the green hill Athwart a cedar and cover. I don't know what a cedar and cover is, but this slanted chasm <laughs> sounds like a pussy. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, and then he talks about it after that, he's just like a savage place as holy and enchanted. What? As air beneath a waning moon was on. Oh, no, this goes silly after that. But that was very romantic. That's pussy. No, I mean, euphemism for Cersei's. That. <laughs> But anyway, it sounds like you know. Obviously, it was it was not made up. But I'm seeing like all those shit. Like there wasn't no ice, like uh, ice caves and shit. Like I mean, maybe there was. Maybe they were just like fucking themed like that. Yeah, maybe. This I mean, the, the guy room. had all the money, all the power, all the resources that like one man ever held at one point in history. So it almost seems like the Pleasure Dome was like one whole city. I think no. If I'm not, I don't have that in my notes. But if I'm not mistaken, it took up. A lot of one fucking city. Yeah, like it could be it like was a whole... humongous, apparently. And, did, and there did was people nothing just work fu- there? fucking there. It was horrors that worked there. But <laughs> yeah, I guess there wasn't much. And there was like, people uh, that trained the whores. They were like, "I'm uh, telling you how to fuck." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't just fuck to me. <laughs> No, yeah, that makes sense. I was, I don't know why I'm thinking like in modern day, like is there someone there like to clean up and shit? But I don't think nobody cared about that back then. Oh God, it's just like fucking. Yeah, like were people employed there where you didn't have to be the whore? Like, did you have to be having sex? But I guess yeah, it makes sense. I'm sure, yeah. And then they were just fucking everything. Men, too. I mean, it didn't matter. All the sex. Yeah, I guess back then disease wasn't like a thing, like yeah, that they cared about or watched out for like everybody just probably they, they didn't give a fuck I and mean, people were probably dropping like flies but they were just like yeah, yeah he has that thing <laughs> he has that fucking penis fall off that. syndrome 
He has that sex intolerance yeah. syndrome. Ew, his nose fell off. <laughs> fucking syphilis. That's fucking gross. The pleasure yeah. dome just sounds like a cesspool and breeding ground from where everything else know. came from. That's where AIDS came from. It didn't come from no monkey. But that's definitely where he gave us all this DNA to whoever to the world. That's yeah. where it all began. That's where it all. Is where we all got Genghis Khan. That magic. I know. Yeah, dude, you should do a twenty-one and me or whatever the no, fuck. Wait, I did, but I don't think I'm Genghis Khan. I'm like, far, we have like zero Asian. Well, I don't know. People should do it. Find out if you're the Genghis in the con, and then, and then what? Fucking rule the world. We need one, I guess. That don't means kill your, me. your baby you was idea. was born with a blood clot and shit. Oh, dude. Oh yeah. See, there's like zero, zero like Asian, Asian. Like there's like a broadly East Asian two percent, but you know, there's nothing definitive. Oh man. Well, on our end. hopefully there's enough Genghis in me. <laughs> I was going to push me through life. <laughs> kind of get you by? Yeah. Fuck, Genghis Khan seemed like a real stand-up guy, actually. Yeah, oh, you know, didn't seem bad. And that's like one of those things that you like notice that a lot of the leaders you read about had a way different mentality than, than now. Like, yeah, a lot of leaders shit. now, it's just like... Close-minded. Yeah, close... Like, they're not open to mm-hmm. any other, like, uh, you know, ideas or any other ways of life. Like, it's just like, nope, it's my way. And then it's weird because, like, you'd think that from studying history and knowing that all this worked... For them, like, why would we not adopt some of that, you know? Yeah, for him, you mean? Yeah, like, for, well, um, there's other, like, people that, like, did shit, I mean, you know? tolerance, right? Yeah, but yeah, we're practicing th- that people now. don't, I don't know. We're being tolerant of, you know, the gays and the hers and the z's and the ders and the burrs. Yeah, well, that, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's more on a... Like I think everybody was just from what it from what you read. Obviously, internally there was probably a lot of issues too. But from what you read, it just seems like a lot of backstabbing. Like there was some sort of like understanding of like there was never any backlash for certain shit. You know, like he was like, "Oh, you practice that? Okay, cool. We'll talk to yeah, me about it him. later." You know, yeah. Where here it's like, "Oh, you practice that? Oh, but why? You know, That's true. this is the way." That you should do it because X Y Z says that well, this is yeah. you know. Or if you're one of those bad leaders, obviously you're just gonna like do this. Is how you do it? Or I'm gonna chop your fucking right. head off. So there's never like a, oh it. man, yeah, tell me about that. You know, yeah. like and and that's what I'm saying. Like you'd think that knowing that these things worked yeah. so well, you would probably yeah. You know, and, and Marco even if you Polo, gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah, you know? and Marco Polo had this big ass chamber and he would just rub his beard and he'd just be like, mm, tell me more. <laughs> and then a motherfucker would just be like, oh well, shit. You'd be pitching them. It looked like fucking Shark Tank, but yeah. you get your fucking head cut off. <laughs> you die. Yeah, but you fucking die. That show's fucking pretty good. <laughs> the pressure, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh man, it'd be fucking immense. These motherfuckers were shitting themselves, and then it's funny though because this whole time that I was watching it, I was just like, "Is he good or bad? I don't know." And then he kills like this kid in it, like a baby, right? Hmm. I mean, he's not a baby. Well, he's a baby. He's like fucking five or oh, whatever. Yeah. Baby. He's a babyish. But like, dude, and then like, there's reasons for doing it, and then he goes crazy after doing it, and then you don't even know at the end of it. You're just like, fuck, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. He seemed okay. Yeah, it is. Besides, he dude, was. Yeah. Ca- what do you call it? Charismatic. Like you were just kind of like, man. All yeah, right, I'll he get had his reasons. <laughs> now, yeah, it was a kid, but he had to. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't know. It was good. Oh, some, fucking some, some good gone. shit. I gotta catch up, dude. History's never been my strong suit. I don't yeah. really think so. You're like, lucky. You might hear a little bit. I know, I know you do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like when Ooh, you're like, I got a oh. boxing history one that I'm working on. Yeah. The putasos they used to go on are fantastic. Yeah. Because like, there's bananas. things like, that I don't bananas. know, stuff from the past. And I never like take the time to actually go back and learn. I'm just kind of like, all right, let me focus on the, 
you know the that what's works. gonna happen yeah like what happened back then is like mm, you know well yeah that that's still scary no because we could learn some stuff from even back then like yeah like that's what i'm saying like right now even, like it's, these it's crazy these, these odd outliers between all these assholes most ruler assholes that come out you know yeah like who were they like the um the stalins and the hitlers and the and the mussolinis and, and the, uh, was benito mussolini bad i don't know yeah, i think i don't was, remember i think it was an asshole yeah I'm sure they were all assholes. I think you the, had to be though. The, the fucking Vlad the Impalers. I don't know if you're that guy, but no, I don't he know. liked shit. He liked to impale people on for spikes. Fun. Oh, see, this guy's no, an asshole. No, on his already. ass. Yeah, and then one time there was like a um, spikes through their ass. Yeah, so he would just put a spike right in the floor, boom, and then he would like kind of lube it, and then the spike wouldn't be that sharp. It would be kind of like roundish at the top, <laughs> so it would kill you slowly. And then you just basically get slowly, like with weights tied in your ankles. So you just get forced down. You'd be sliding down. You'd just be bit. getting butt fucked to death, basically. And then eventually it would just even come out your mouth. Oh no! And and this motherfucker made like a like a sea of this shit or a forest, I would say. Actually, yeah, it was called that. Yeah, the forest of death, because there was some soldiers, like a big ass army, coming to kill his ass. And um, he basically put this shit in front of them, and then they bumped into it, and they were like, um, let's get the fuck out of here. They're like, okay, sir, keep doing yeah, you. Yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> sorry. keep impaling people, sorry. <laughs> Vlad yeah. the Impaler, maybe a story for another time. <laughs> Can't even blame him. Yeah, let's let's leave it for that other time, and yeah. I think on that note, ready to sign off? So, uh, dude, yeah. that's gross. I just have that image of impaling coming out through your mouth, yeah, and I want right. to get out of it. I mean, people go, do it. Ugh. People do it on purpose now. It's fine. They <laughs> now it's now it's an time. after school activity. Yeah, now. dude, fantastic. <laughs> all right, guys. If you guys want to, uh, you know, keep up with what we're doing, please follow us on all social media. Dive into podcast. Um, if you want to see what I'm doing on my own or still with the podcast, mm-hmm. jmanny underscore ca. And um, yeah, that's that's what we yeah. got for you. And hopefully, you can uh, listen to us next week where we talk about something. Something else. If you guys have um, anything that you want to hear about or yeah. something that you guys are interested in, please comment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comment, you know, text, Any ideas. whatever. If you have my number, just let us know. Email, whatever the hell you can find. Yeah, let us know what you guys want to listen to, and we'll be more than happy to accommodate. Yeah, I always I always enjoy learning. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, something interesting to dive, yeah, to dive that into I have that no we don't know, idea. obviously. And on that note, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. All right, later. Later.